Welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Last week we talked about a certain disciple named Ananias, and he was ready and available to be used by God, and he did not know what God, you know, would send him to. But Saul, the man who had been vigorously persecuting the Christians, was converted, and he was he was converted back to he was converted to Jesus. And basically, what happened was he got discipled. A light shone on him. He was on the road to Damascus and and Saul fell to the ground as did everyone who was with him and he said Jesus said why are you persecuting me and basically Saul was persecuting the body of Christ and whose individual members are Christ first Corinthians talks about that but the argument was basically what did Paul was he really converted and the answer is yes and So we can see as believers the fruit in Paul's life. And we can see not only the fruit, but we can see the works of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is doing in Paul's life. And this is amazing because we're in the book of Acts chapter 9 and Jesus Christ is really proving who he is. Listen, Father, we come before you, Lord, in your name, Jesus. We ask, Lord, now that your Holy Spirit take over this sermon. In this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. I'm Pastor Joseph. Listen, this, this week's sermon is about the Holy Spirit working pretty much in Paul's life and how Aeneas is going to get healed and how Dorcas is restored to life. Dorcas was a, a woman of God who served the poor. And we're going to see how the book of Acts and the church is starting off, man. How it's flowing and growing and showing and how believers are coming to the, to the Lord and how the Lord is, the church is prospering. And we're going to see how, you know, we saw how Saul's escaping death. Look, here we are in verse 23 now where, you know, before Saul was preaching Christ and we can see how the Holy Spirit filled him. He's filled now. Remember that. He received his sight and he was filled with the Holy Spirit and immediately they fell, there, there fell from his eyes something like scales. Scales. What are scales? Have you ever seen a snake? And you put your hand on the belly of the snake and it's like, and you go reverse on it and you're like, ew, and you can't go up. It's not slimy anymore. He was slimy. He was a snake. He had scales. People could see it. There were scales over his eyes. But Jesus removed those scales on his eyes so that he could see the Holy Spirit and the light and the reason and the purpose of his life. And that was to serve others and serve Jesus. Listen, Paul was a murderer. The key is the Holy Spirit. I want you to write that down, note takers. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life so much that you can't even handle it. But people don't get it. I didn't get it. But God says to be loving about it. You don't beat a horse and tell a horse, go right, go left. You know, you, you love the horse. You pet the horse. You clean the dirt out of its feet. You take care of your horse. Paul was beating horses. Paul was beating believers. Paul was persecuting Christians, they called us the way. They had to hide their name. Paul was persecuting anybody that wasn't for Judaism because he really believed that he was trying to defend Judaism. But it, was, it wasn't it was what saved him 
from his wretched void in his heart. We can see this. Same with Catholicism. Statues don't save us. I love Mary. Jesus loved Mary. But Mary doesn't cut the mustard. She didn't die for our sins. She doesn't bring power to, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Paul knew this. Jesus knew this. And the devil knows this. And that's why he wants to blind us. Try to blind us with statues, you know, crucify, crucifixions. You know, it's not what the cross, it's, it's not what the cross, you know, symbolically, it's, it's what Christ did on the cross. And he's free. We're free. We're alive. Listen, believers, verse 23 says, Now after many days were past, the Jews plotted to kill him. Because Paul was on a mission. Listen, but their plot became known to Saul. See, because God revealed to Saul. Now the Holy Spirit's working. Now you can see when you become a believer in Christ and you, and you accept the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show you and give you wisdom and it'll give you discernment of things to come and things from the past. See? And he'll shine the light on it. He will bring light to the surface. And he will show you who's for you and who's against you. Saul had a void. Paul had a void. Same guy. Paul had a void in his heart. Jesus filled it. Removed the scales off his filthy eyes. He was blind. Now he can see. Now he's on a mission. The Jews are upset. He was working for them. He had a letter from the rabbi saying that he can do whatever he wants, arrest, detain, beat, throw him in a hole, go in there and whatever. And that's where last couple chapters you could see where Stephen was stoned and Paul seen it. Something happened to him. Remember that when we preached that Stephen was stoned. Remember that chapter where he was brutally stoned to death and, and Saul seen it and Stephen was crying out to God. And he's seen Jesus. Remember that. Remember that. Stephen was a martyr. He stoned him. It, it says in, 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 in Acts chapter 7, it talks about how, verse 54, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Remember that when Stephen gave his account to the Jews on how Jesus Christ is God and they killed him. Paul seen that. Something happened to Paul. Something happened to him deep when they saw him die for his for believing in Jesus. Listen, listen. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of the young man named Saul. Look at that. They just threw the clothes at him. Here you go. Here you go, Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, Lord Yeshua, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And then Saul went on to persecute the church in chapter 8. And he got, he got consenting to his death. Listen, now Saul was consenting to his death. That's when the great persecution started. Remember that? Saul seen that. Now we're in Acts chapter 9. And he's off, he, he got on the road to Damascus. God persecuted him for that. Okay, the adversity was there because he was blinded and now he's escaping death 
And now he's, and now after many days, you know, before, now we're in, in Acts chapter 9. We're in Acts chapter 9, verse 21. We're going to go back down and we're into 22. And it says, but Paul was, but, but Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus. Proving, listen, proving that this Jesus, Jesus is the Christ. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I know it's a lot. It's a lot of intro. But look, we're not here to play tickle my ear Elmo messages. We're here to give the gospel. Listen, verse by verse in 23 says, basically, now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their but their plot became known to Saul, and they watched him and they watched and, and, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall in a large basket. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were very they were all afraid of him. And they did not believe that he was a disciple. They couldn't believe that this man, a killer, a murderer, a kicker, would come to Christ and sit with them. They thought they were trying to he was trying to go in an undercover operation and find out all their stuff. It's like being bullied your whole life by some guy in school. And he's beating you and beating you and beating you and you're a believer and you're forgiving him. And then that's, he shows up to your Bible study. Oh! Kind of hard, huh? I've seen it. I've been to Bible studies where women are there and men are there and a guy comes in and it's her ex-husband. And he used to beat her. Punch her lights out. Went to jail for it. But God forgave him. She couldn't handle it. I know it's hard. But he was a converted believer. And he was believing for 10 years. He hadn't seen her. She cried. He cried. They had forgiveness. She's seen the fruit. She forgave him. It was the, it was the best relief and, 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 and monkey off of her back she ever had. Because every day it bothered her, she said. But she came to this Bible study. God allowed it. It was in the paper. We put, we posted an ad in the paper, come to the Bible study. And why she was in this house, he was in the same house. I didn't know either one of them. But the healing began. When they seen each other, they knew it was something different about each other. This is the difference between a believer and a non-believer. It's the spirit, the soul. Nefesh, it's the Ahava, the love, the Ahava in Hebrew, the love for one another. Unconditional love. Listen, when you're born again of the Holy Spirit, you don't become you anymore, you become somebody else. Listen, you become a man of God or a woman of God. Listen, this is what happened. And this is what were, they were amazed. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, listen to this. He tried to join that disciples, the disciples, but they were afraid of him and did not believe he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how he had seen him on the on the on the Lord, seen the Lord on the. I'm sorry, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Verse 28 says, So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. And he proved his point that the fruit was there. Okay? So 
He spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists. The Hellenists were were basically uh, ancient Greek religion and it was various system beliefs and, and practices and people who lived under the influence was under the Greek influence. Magic. Gods, praying to false gods. And he was, you know, he, Paul was out there, you know, uh, you know, he was disputing with them. But they attempted to kill him. Verse 30 says, when the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Wow, he was bold. Talk about bold sauce. That's beyond bold. That's like better than taco bold sauce. That's better than any kind of sauce you could put on a burrito or a... Wow, that's some ghost pepper stuff, man. Because he not only stopped and said, look, I'm going to give up everything. I'm going to give up Judaism. I'm going to give up my, my family. Because that's what happens, really, in Judaism. You give up Judaism, you give up your family. You give up your friends. You give up everything and you're singled out for that time. For that time being. And so he was a member of the Sanhedrin. You know he was in the, in, of the Jewish court. So Paul was basically giving it all up for Christ. The church, believers, this is what we need to do. Give it up. Surrender. Surrender to Jesus. Surrender while we have the time. I just, you know, I, I, drove, to, I just drove to New Mexico and I had a family situation where I had to come back and, you know, had some dental work also. And listen, I've seen a lot of accidents. A lot of people die on the road. And we don't know when our time is. And we got to give it to Christ. But they were afraid of Paul because Paul was a murderer. It's the fruit that we believers need to see in other believers' lives. And when you serve God, that's when the fruit really starts to show. Go to church and serve. Wash the toilets. You know, whatever God puts on your heart. Serve the church, serve God, serve others, and God will build you up. And soon, this is how it works. Listen, just remember that word. He spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists. He spoke boldly. Verse 29, bold. Boldness is the key, man. Don't be afraid. Jesus Christ is not a, 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 a fearful. Oh, we can't be afraid. Listen, Jesus is a lover. He loves us. <laughs> he was gentle. He wasn't like, get out there and be bold or I'm going to kill you. No. He was more like, he was perfect. He was, God. he's God. He's, he's all love. Man, he's, he's, he's love. I mean, but he's just, we get out of line, he spanks us. <laughs> I don't like those messages where, oh, God loves you guys. Go on, do what you got to do. <laughs> no, God gives you a good, Spanking when you're out of line because he loves us. It's like your kids in the candy store. Oh, Dad, I want some candy. I want some candy. You know, their teeth are rotted out, man. You're going to let them rot the teeth out? You go to the dentist and the dentist is like, dude, you gave in to your kids. Well, that's what God does to us. He doesn't give in to us when we scream and cry and kick like babies. I want this new car, God. I have to have it. <laughs> you don't need it because you're going to wrap it around a telephone pole. So God says, no, man, but you say, no, I want it. But you want to wrap it you go ahead, take it. And then bam, and then, oh, let me guess, it's God's fault, right? No, that's the excuses we use because we can't figure it out to justify our, our actions. Listen, Paul is on fire and 
you know, we believers need to understand that it's not about us. It's about others. It's about poor people. You know, I went to New Mexico and I, I really enjoyed going there, but I didn't because I had to go fast and back and forth. But I met a brother there named Victor. He's a real blessing to me, you know. Looked in his, you know, I was sitting there and looking in his garage. He's got all this stuff for the homeless, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's out there sticking his neck out for the homeless because he loves God. He doesn't want brownie buttons. He does it for Jesus. That's what it's about. He serves the homeless. He serves God, okay? And he does it faithfully. And he does things for Jesus. He listens to the Holy Spirit. Paul was listening to the Holy Spirit. And look what happened. Bam, he's with the brothers. He's bold. He's, he's you know, he's with them. And now, basically, they're afraid, but not no more because he's going to prove who he really is. Listen to this. So he was with them in Jerusalem coming and going, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists. But they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him up to Tarsus. Then the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord, listen to this, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. They were comforted by the Holy Spirit. Church, believers, non-believers, I want to explain to you. It's the Holy Spirit. Slow motion, see? So you don't have to slow it down. It's the Holy Spirit. It's real. No, I'm not just preaching for change. I'm not preaching for money. Look, I do this for free. I have a regular job. Holy Spirit. Let's say it together. Five, four, three, two, one. Holy Spirit is who we need to depend on. Listen, he's our teacher. He's our father, our Abba. He's our, our lover. He's our God. I love him. We love the Holy Spirit. He, oh God, the Holy Spirit is powerful. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus had it all. Three in one. Listen, how can you go wrong? <laughs> it's amazing. It's just a blessing. Paul was on fire, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the church was together. They were, they were multi the Holy Spirit and they were multiplied. Why were they multiplied? Because God is faithful. He will restore, he will gather, and he will add daily to the church because he is the one who adds to the church, not the pastor. And there was peace. And so now we're going into verse 32 where, okay, Aeneas was healed. It came to pass and Peter went through all parts of the country now, Peter's going through all the country. Imagine the hillsides and the lakes and the Galilee. And he's, and you know, he got the flowers and the big, beautiful yellow flowers. And man, it's beautiful in Israel. Trust me. And you, you, you know, you're seeing the, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm from there. So I could see it. You know, you, you have the beautiful mountains and the, you know, everything is beautiful. And he's, he's in the country and he's just, you know, they're eating falafels and, 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 and shawarmas and hummus and yummy and, and they come down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia, okay? Lydia, okay? Now, listen to this, because it's important, okay? There he found a certain man, okay? And his name was Aeneas. Now, everybody understand this. Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years, man. Can you imagine? You're in bed for eight years. Wow, you've got a lot of stuff on your mind, dude. Why were you in bed for eight years? It's adversity. Let's look at the adversity. God allowed 
God didn't do it. I don't want to hear those emails. God did it to him. I, Pastor Joseph, God did it to him. Yeah, he was a he was a he was a beggar, and God didn't like it. No, man, listen. <laughs> I get trippy emails, man. You wouldn't believe me. Some from crazy countries. Listen. Well, every crazy country is crazy. Every country can be crazy. Listen. Bed bedridden for eight years because God wanted to speak to his mind, and he was paralyzed. And I bet you he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. God, help me. I want to walk. I want to walk. I want to take a shower. You know, I mean, imagine that. The dude couldn't even take a shower probably. I mean, you're paralyzed. Yeah. Wow. Imagine that, dude. It's crazy. But what happens? I'll tell you what happens. You guys ready for this? Then... Peter said to him, Aeneas, in verse verse 34, Jesus the Christ, look, it it doesn't say, it doesn't say one of these psycho pastors on the pulpit. It says, it doesn't say Benny Hen. You ever see those Benny Hen videos? The guy falls, go YouTube it. You know, it doesn't say Benny Hen. It says, and Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Oh, dude. Oh, wow. Wow. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt at, at, at Lydia and, and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Wow, man. Can you imagine that? It was like, it was like, it was like, why he, he's up. Now, now he's, now he's, he's freed. He's healed. God healed him. Jesus healed it so that people could see this. Listen to this. This is amazing, man. It's going to get better. How many people right now have been spiritually jacked up for eight years? I don't care if it's 50 years. God wants to send somebody to you and heal you. Listen to me. If you're paralyzed, you no, listen, you can be spiritually paralyzed. I've seen it. I've seen believers spiritually paralyzed. You know, like a, like a spider bit them and they're just sick man, spiritually. And what, what is, how does that happen? It's because we don't read our Bible. We don't serve Jesus. We don't serve God and we don't serve others. This is how we become paralyzed. Then we isolate. We shut the door. We don't want to be bothered. We block everybody out. Get out there and serve Jesus and you won't be paralyzed for eight years. Listen, or whatever the years it is, months, days, times, just get on with it. Look, verse 36 says at Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, okay, which is the same name as Dorcas. Now, listen, this woman was full of good works, okay, and charitable deeds. And and check it out, which she did, but it happened in those days that she became sick and she died. Now, I want you to understand, circle that in your Bible. She died. This believer died. Oh, God, she died dead. She was such a, be- a good believer. She was such a good believer in Christ. She would go out, listen to this. She would go out. She was such a good person and cared for the poor that she would knit clothes and make clothes for her, for the poor. Listen to this. She went out. She was, she was always helping others. Okay. And do you know what happened? God's seen that. Now I'm not saying that you're going to die and be raised by the dead by, by someone, but because that's, that's pretty much impossible. Even those videos on YouTube. Arise! You know, it's not going to happen. When you're dead, you're dead. You're going to live forever with Christ if you have Christ. Listen, 
Check this out. She became sick and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in the upper room because they wash the body in Jewish. This is the Jewish halacha, the law. They wash the body, okay? And they get the, the body in the ground fast. Well, they, they were there that time, but Peter, they didn't know Peter was really, you know, they heard he was in the area and they wanted to, you know, they wanted to see Peter because Peter was a believer. Listen to this. And so they laid her in the upper room and, and since Lydia was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Wow. Then Peter arose and went with them. And when he had come, they brought him into the upper room. Listen to this. And all the widows stood by him weeping. They were crying. Okay, they were showing the tunics and the garments which Dorcas had made. You know, they were weeping on the, on the, on the clothes that she made for the poor. She was with them, but Peter put them all out and knelt down and he prayed. He said, get out of the room. I want to pray. He gets down and, he had, and tells God this. Listen. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. Can you imagine that, man? <laughs> Listen to this. And it became known throughout all Joppa and many believed on the Lord. So it was that, so it was that he stayed many days in Joppa with Simon and Tanner. Check this out, man. This is what it's about. Jesus Christ got the glory. Jesus Christ already had her in paradise with her, but he wanted her to go back. He allowed her to go back, and I'll tell you why. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Listen, we're going to be done with this sermon. Do you want to know why Jesus allowed her to come back alive? Number one, it was his will. And number two, because he's seen the good things that the neighborhood needed and she was obedient to Jesus Christ. And he knew if she would come back to life that she would go back just to the very old thing that she was doing before and that was blessing the poor. Yeah. This is why. God loves when we bless the poor. You see? So what's God saying? He's saying to bless the poor. He's saying to get out there. Serve Jesus. Serve others. Help them. Give alms. This is what God commands us to do. To love one another. Serve one another. Paul became a believer, but not only a believer, but he showed and he lived the life of Christ. And that's what we need to do. We need to learn how to live Jesus, let Jesus live in us and let people see that in us. Every day is a day that we struggle. I get it. I understand. It's hard. We got Matthew says to take up your cross daily. But believers, listen, we need to be more like Paul. We need to be more like Peter. We need to be more like Dorcas. You know, we need to see God's vision in our life. This is what it's about. If you're hurting right now, if you're going through a divorce, if you're going through alcoholism, drug addiction, porn addiction, whatever it is that separates you from Jesus, give it to Him. Give it to God. And say, I'm done with it. Take my sins, Lord Jesus. Cast it into the ocean and never bring it back. This is what He wants. Listen, if 
this is what you want, pray with me now. Father, we come before you, Lord Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you, Father, forgive us for our sins. Lord, we're sinners. Father, I want to change my life and come to you, Lord Jesus. I, I want you to live inside of me. I want your Holy Spirit to dwell in me. Father, God, I declare right now that you're my Lord, personal Savior, Jesus. Please, Father, save me. Come into my life. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if that's what you prayed, God loves you. He always does anyways, but he's going to work in you now, even more so. He's going to start a relationship with you, and he wants you to read. Come to my website, Growing in His Word. Log on to growinginhisword.com and click on New Believers. Click on, on there's many, on growinginhisword.com, there's many uh, areas for educational uses. Bible study tools on salvation, on grace, on mercy, on, on the marriage of Christ. Listen, it's all there. Log on, man. You can log on to growinginhisword.com or growinginhisword.com word anywhere i mean it's on every podcast man listen jesus christ loves you guys man and i love you too god bless you guys thank you for growing in his word until next time we're going to hit acts chapter 10 where cornelius sends a delegation and we're going to talk about cornelius and we're going to have fun with it man we're going to talk about peter's vision we're going to talk about you know summon in caesarea how peter meets cornelius we're going to talk about preaching to Cornelius' household and the Holy Spirit, how it's going to fall on the Gentiles, man. It's going to be radical. God bless you guys. And listen, remember, no matter what you're going through, Jesus Christ loves you, and so do I. God bless you guys.